0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل الله على سيدنا محمد صلاتا تنجينا بها من جميع الاهوال والآفات وتقضي بها جميع حاجات تظاهرنا بها من جميع السيئات ترفعنا بها عندك على الدرجات وَتُبَلِّغُنَا بِهَا أَقْسَنْ غَيَاتِي مِنْ جَمِيلٍ خَيْرَاتِي فِي الْحَيَاتِي وَبْعَدَ الْمَاتِ اللَّهُمَ صَلِّهُ وَسَلَّمُ مُبَارِكَ عَلَيْهُ وَنَا وَصَحْبِهِ وَسَلَّمُ So we're actually on 2.16. So I'll just read you 2.16 and we'll start with 2.16 and then after that the, um, the PDF should reflect inshallah. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال المصنف رحمه الله تعالى ونف الله يعلمه في دار امن متى ورد وردت الواردات الالهيه اليك هَرَمَتِ العوائد عليك ان الملوك اذا دخلوا قريه افسدوها so this is saying that when when the waridat When those waridat that come from Allah Onto the heart of the servant Descend onto the heart of the person Then they have the power to break um, Those things that they are accustomed to So maybe the person has You know certain things that they are accustomed to But They Those wari have the power of transformation. They have the power of transformation. So in the commentary, Sheikh Abdul Majid al shanubi Taala, he says, So he says that the wari these Divine um, gifts from Allah that come down on the hearts of the believers—they have they're very powerful, like kings or like rulers. Such that if they enter onto a heart that's filled with all kinds of evil things and 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 impurities and so on and so forth, when it, the way they descend on the heart, they'll they'll take those things out until then the heart becomes ready to travel on this journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it kind of ties into uh, one that came recently Uh well I thought it was recently. I won't there it is. Manastagraba one ninety seven. Manastagraba and Yun Kidahu Yun Kidahun Lahum in Shawatihi when you the one who thinks that it's not possible for Allah, the one who finds it strange that Allah might take them away from their desires or take them out of a state of heedlessness, then they have attributed incapacity to Allah's infinite capacity. So in this one, too, you look at it, you're like, so it happens we see you see it happen you see it happen that something descends onto the heart of the person and they change and that becomes then the beginning of their journey so uh you know it's like al-muluk so the 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 verse that's quoted here in this one it's not the one in front of you is the verse from surat al naml about uh bin qis bin qis's statement when uh when she was taking shura from her advisors about suleyman and they said you know we can do this and we can do that and she said inna muluka idha afsaduha her 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 analysis of that situation was so on point that allah quoted it in the quran allah put this in the quran the statement of this this uh, this queen right that the the kings when they enter upon a town they destroy it Kings when they enter upon a town they destroy it So she's saying no we're not gonna Maybe that's not the best route She went the diplomatic route right? So uh, but in this Context it's being used as like In a spiritual context that These these waridat That descend from Allah onto the heart of the Servant they're like the muluk When they come into a land they take over that land They're like a king So then they take over the heart and there's nothing Left in the heart except for the person to go back To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which leads us then to 2.17 um, But just um, before I do 2.17 uh, Before I do 2.17 Yesterday we stopped for Maghrib Because we have the intro part And then the, the class kind of goes a little bit past 8 usually On Pacific time but today I kind of have to stop right at 8 So I'm not going to take a break for Maghrib We're just going to go until maybe just right before 8 And then uh, then we'll stop and people can pray Maghrib It's not ideal per se But there's also not really an issue with it There's an, Asha comes in at least in Southern California 8.38 ish So if we stop right before 8 or at 8 There's still plenty of time Alhamdulillah That's number one Number two is I had mentioned about the shematan yesterday that if there are people who are interested in things like Senad and Ijazah and stuff like that to That they can let me know As regards to the Shema'in And um, once we finish And we can We can uh, Figure that out somehow You know, figure out Basically write that up for them The same applies for the, sh- for the Hikam um, You know I basically I'm kind of crazy with this stuff So I was couple nights ago i realized that maybe a week ago now i realized that i was um that we're getting close to the end of these texts and that although i knew like there's chains of narrations that connect me to the author i hadn't really thought about them to like person by person so then i ended up staying up all night and i didn't (laughs) because i just like fell into a rabbit hole of a um and then uh because a lot of like the Senate later on is is general so the sheikh will give like a general permission so you have to f- you have to kind of like do some digging to figure out the the exact uh, connection and sometimes there's some variations you can do on them like maybe you want a senate that has more azharis in it or you want a Senate that has more hanafis in it or you want a Senate that has whatever it might be so uh if anyone's interested in that stuff you can contact me after we finish inshallah because we're getting close. This is two hundred seventeen. There's two hundred and sixty-four in the text. So we're nearing the end of this text as well. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alimin. So two hundred seventeen Al Warid Yeti Min Hadrati Qahhar the Ajli Dari Kalayu Sadimuhu Shayun Illa Damahu Bel Nekadifu bin Haki Alan Beltili Fayad Faidahu Wazahiko. So he says, spiritual experiences come, and wadded, same word, wadded, from the presence of the subjugator. Qahar. For this reason, they do not collide with anything, anything except they knock it out. Rather, we hurl the truth at falsehood, so it knocks it out until falsehood, falsehood vanishes. This is the verse from the Quran. Um, so this is again similar to the tied into the one that came before it. That when Allah send, sends, this per, sends these things Onto the hearts of the person They're powerful And they will not be subjugated by something else They will subjugate And uh, so it's really important That we trust in Allah And we believe in Allah That whatever we're in That He can uh, take us out of that Not only externally but internally as well so he says in the commentary, Fa So he says that so this, when these things descend upon the heart of the person, they break the habits that they had. So the stingy person becomes generous, and the cowardly person, cowardly person becomes brave, and the uh, atta- the person who's attached to worldly things they become detached from them, and the person who's lazy becomes someone who works hard, and the person who's heedless becomes someone who's attentive, and the person who is frustrated and angry about everything in life they become content, and the person who only focuses on worldly means they become someone who depends only on Allah and the one who's completely enveloped in their sins they become someone who turns to Allah asking for forgiveness and to all the other qualities of uh, bad habits that turn into good ones May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us that Allahumma ameen And he says, you know, someone might read this and they say, well, doesn't this contradict with 205? 205 is the one that said maybe this wadded comes on the heart of the person or the light comes to the heart of the person and they find that it's impressed with the images of things and so the light goes away. So, aren't they a contradiction? Well, in the second category here, these are the ones Allah wants to take them from one position to the next. So, when Allah wants that, not just that these blessings are coming. But Allah really wants to take the person From one position to the next Or from one thing to the next Then he will do it Subhanahu wa ta'ala That's 2.17 seven, two 2.18 كَيْفَ الْحَقُ بشي, بِشَيْءٍ وَالَّذِي bihi بِهِ هُوَ فِيهِ ظَاهِرٍ حَاضِرٍ So he says How can the truth veil himself with something When he is apparent in that thing And he is also independently present and existent So like how can... <coughs> this is very closely related to number 16 By the way So now you start seeing like There's things that uh, We kind of get reminded of them As he's taking us step by step So how can it be that Allah is being Hidden by something else He's veiled by something else When he is the most apparent in, ev- in everything And in that thing That thing is actually a sign of him Whatever that, Whatever it might be it can't hide from him because it's a sign It can't hide him because it's a sign of him Subhanahu wa ta'ala And that he is independently present at all times uh, That's Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala 219 La tay'as min qabuli aminin lam tajid fihi wujudan hudur Farubba ma qubila minal amini ma lam tudrik thamaratuhu ajila So he says, Do not despair of the acceptance of an act which you perform without feeling his presence. Many a time he accepts an act whose fruit you do not taste now. Hmm. So we do a deed and we don't feel the presence of Allah in the deed. We're not really into it. And what he's saying is, don't be despairing because of that. Because often Allah accepts a deed, the fruit of which you don't taste right away. You don't get the fruit right away, but he still accepts it. He still accepts it. And in the commentary, <coughs> says that the condition for acceptance is sincerity. It's not that you feel something. All right? Like the condition for acceptance of a deed is its sincerity, and that we do it in the right way and for the right reason. Basically, in the right way and for the right reason. If we do that, that's the condition for acceptance. Not whether or not we feel something as a result of it. Although feeling that you know presence with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala can be a sign of its acceptance. That's great if we have it, you know. But it's a sign and not a condition. It's a sign, he says in the commentary. He says it's a sign and not a condition. Uh, it's a sign and not a condition. And to understand these things is like really important, you know? There's a difference between something that's a condition, something that's a cause, something that's a sign, um, and so on. Especially in the fiqh, they talk about this, but in spirituality, it comes up too. Like something may be a condition, something may be a cause. Explaining to my son today, you know, because <coughs> I told him he gets one on one time when his room is clean. So he cleaned his room finally, mashallah, ale, finally. And then he said, uh, give me my one on one time. I want my one on one time. I said, it's my ebni. Wait a second, listen. Cleaning the room is a condition, it's not a cause. <laughs> if it's a condition it means that if there's ever going to be any one-on-one time, the room has to be cleaned. It just opens up the possibility. If it's a cause, it means that as soon as the room is cleaned, then the one-on-one time comes. It's not a cause, it's a condition. <laughs> we tried to give him his first, one of his early lessons in fiqh today. I don't know if you got it or not, but uh, <laughs> these are important things, especially in fiqh. They're very important. So. He's saying, sh- he's saying here, this is a sign if we have the feeling of being present with Allah and everything else, that's a sign that it's been accepted, inshallah. But it's not a condition for its acceptance. It can still be, it can still be accepted without that. The only conditions are sincerity and that it's done right. 220. Al-Imtar. Al-Amtar. Should be Al-Amtar. Mm, I guess it could be al-imtar too My version has amtar I suspect that it's amtar But in any case, there might Possibly in the Arabic language You could make an argument for amtar, I suppose وَإِنَّمَا الْمُرَادُ مِنْهَا وَجُودُ الإثمار. And it kind of rhymes better with the second half if you do it that way. So I could see the argument too. Oh, Ithmar here, but in mine it says Athmar. Mm. Let me see how they translated it. It's not the rain, but the fruits. So the way that it's translated, it should be Amtar and Athmar. With Fatham on both. Anyways, probably people don't really care very much for the Arabic analysis. But. There's a difference. Amtar is the plural of rain, and imtar is to cause something to rain. Athmar is the plural of fruit, and ithmar would be to cause something to give fruit. So, yeah, you could probably argue for both, but it seems that it should be fatha. Uh, do not give purity value to a do not give purity value to a spiritual experience whose fruit you do not yet know. The benefit from rain clouds is not the rain but the fruits which grow thereafter so he's saying that you might have like some sort of spiritual experience don't assume that it was like a good thing don't really care that much about it because the 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 goal of the the rain that comes from the clouds is not the rain that falls it's the fruit that comes out afterwards so yeah, you might someone might have a spiritual experience, and then out of their spiritual experience, they become arrogant. They become self-righteous. They become this or this. So the wrong fruit came from the rain, and uh, so that's the issue is not the the rain itself. The issue is the fruit that comes afterwards. So don't pay attention to this, and that's why again, you know, like this theme comes up over and over and over and over again. It's not about the thing that you feel. It's not about the experience that you have. It's not about the miracle that happens on the person's hands. What matters is what is the bread and butter consequence of it in their relationship with Allah. Because that's what really matters. You know, in their in their adherence to the Sharia and their following of the way of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in their humility and their generosity, and their kindness and their patience, so on and so forth. All of that stuff is what really matters. He says, and on top of that in the commentary. He says and on top of that, uh fakedali can weared Idalem Tahso Thamaratuhu, Takunu Tazkia to who know and minil tirar hina Idan Yakunu Mathahool Li Havan nafsi Fihi Minel En Milidi Lem Yasulbi and K Lin Kulbist Linkolbis to Basar. So he says that and if the fruit hasn't come yet so for you, for me, or us, to think that that spiritual experience was a good thing, when the fruit has not come yet, is a sort of delusion and claim, right? We're making a claim about something that we don't actually know yet. So then it's probably more about the nefs than it is about the actual spiritual experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's t- it's uh, so to the comment. Could that be could that be related to the concept of not worshipping the act of worship but Allah? Well, I should say the salam part. Salam, walekum salam. Could that be related to the concept of not worshipping the act of worship but Allah? For example, not worshipping the deeds of Ramadan and that spirituality, but Allah, for whom we do all those things. Yeah, I think that it's related. You know, it's not. It's not about that deed or that experience Or how we feel in that time or that place But it's about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because even if we feel Whatever we feel That's not the goal in the end The goal is not that feeling That goal is the actual true proximity to Allah Closeness to Allah and increased obedience to Allah So on and so forth Good comment inshallah. 221 221 لا تطلبن لا تطلبن بقاء الوالدات بعد ان so all these are tying together that ties into the one before it and then this one ties in also to the one before it لا تطلبن بقاء الوالدات بعد ان بسطت انوارها واودعت اسرارها فلك في الله غنا عن كل شيء وليس يغنيك عنه شيء so he says That, do not wish that a spiritual experience had remained with you after it has already spread its lights and placed its secrets. Okay? You have in God independence from everything, but nothing can make you free of need from Him. So this is saying what? Now, you had that spiritual experience. Don't wish that it could remain forever. Why? Because it comes, that light of the spiritual experience, it comes comes down, descends onto the heart. Forgive the physical motions of the whole thing. It doesn't really work like that in the same way, but it comes down, descends onto the heart. When it descends onto the heart, it deposits in the heart these lights and these secrets. It opens the heart to spiritual secrets, opens the heart to illumination. And that's what, that's what the job was, was to open it. Now, so don't worry about it staying all of that time. Because that's not what the goal was You have in God an independence from everything there was, Its goal was to come Illuminate the heart a little bit Bring it closer to Allah So you, you just stay with Allah And don't worry about that experience repeating itself Because nothing can make you free of need from Him And He makes you free of need From anything else subhanahu wa ta'ala. So again like don't worship That experience That experience wasn't the goal Alhamdulillah the experience came It opened up some insights for the person maybe uh, and then you know but then after that move on so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is coming so move on with it I should make this bigger huh is that better? inshallah alright so that's two twenty one. Uh Yeah. <laughs> because to like be so dependent on this Rukun is not dependency. It's more like uh It's from Rukun right? Like ruk, the Arkan of Islam, the de- the pillars. Rukun is to like, you know uh, lean on something or be uh, connected to something in that way. So Says, to be so attached to this spiritual experience is actually um, it's, a- it's actually kind of like a uh, impurity in your sincerity. that the sincerity should should want only Allah. The sincerity doesn't want those things. True sincerity only wants Allah it doesn't. The, the wedded, no wedded spiritual experience, no spiritual experience. Good, bad, none of those things matter All that matters is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That's why we say over and over again that the Hikam Are like uh, A pure expression of Tawheed Pure expression of Tawheed They're very much about Tawheed Which is funny because like the irony of it is The people who are against the Hikam They say that you know this author He didn't have an understanding of Tawheed And he says all these things that are like these weird spiritual things and don't get you actually connected with Allah and so on and so forth and whatever and like no actually the, the whole thing is trying to get you only connected to Allah and nothing else That's all of these are taking you in that direction right um, but subhanallah and we said before but just for repetition because it came up on another group today someone sent a message on a group and they were saying it looks like Ibn Ata'ala and Imam al-Busiri were both students of Abu al-Abbas and Mursi ta'ala, anhu. and we said yeah Abu al-Abbas he had two st- many students but these two students Ibn al-Taala wrote the Hikam and the Hikam were like such a pure expounding on La Ilaha Illallah and Imam al-Busiri wrote the Burda and other works and those are such a pure expounding on that, uh, Muhammadun Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So like how great must their, their teacher have been that he produced these two people whose works are like timeless works on the two sides of the shahada. Radiallahu الله ajma'in 222 تطلعك إلى بقاء غيره دليل على عدم وجدانك له you are wanting something other than him to remain when it is departing is a proof that you are not present with him and you're feeling sad for losing other than him is a proof that you have not reached him Okay, so again, it's tying to that connection to that spiritual experience You are wanting something else to remain is a proof that you're not with him <laughs> Right Like if you were with Allah You wouldn't be worried if that thing If we were with Allah We wouldn't be worried about that thing I don't know why I keep defaulting to you today I think it's because of the translation making an excuse for myself uh, Because the Arabic is like It says you a lot Of course if you're the author of the Hikam You can use you a lot Because it makes sense for you to do that but in my case, it doesn't. So our wanting something other than Allah to remain is an evidence that we're not with Him, and our feeling really like sad about something else leaving is uh, an evidence that we're not with Him again. You know, these are both things that like we really should be with Him. He is the one who remains. Subhanahu wa taala. Everything else goes away, but Allah remains. Everything else goes away, but Allah remains. Some of these now they're going to go quickly Because we've already talked about a lot of these themes And there's not that much to unpack in them uh, Like in my notes I'm looking at my notes There's not a whole lot in some of these So uh, I should, There's not a whole lot of commentary I have on these Not that there's not a lot in them Al-Na'imu wa huwa bi wa Wa hijabihi hijab wa Pleasure even if it manifests in many forms is only through viewing his closeness Pain even if manifest in many forms is only through being veiled from him The cause for pain is the presence of the veil the perfecting of pleasure is by viewing his noble countenance. That's a that's a pretty beautiful translation. Pleasure, naim, happiness, joy, pleasure. No matter what of its different variations, all of it is in witnessing Allah. And pain and punishment and all of its various manifestations, all of it is being distanced from Allah. So the reason for the Difficulty or the pain Is the presence of the veil The reason for the difficulty Is the presence of the veil Or the cause for the pain For pain is the presence of the veil سَبُبُ الْعَذَابِ وُجُودُ الْحِجَابِ سَبُبُ الْعَذَابِ وُجُودُ الْحِجَابِ That's really amazing وَإِتْمَامُ النَّعِيمِ بِالنَّظَرِ إِلَىٰ وَجْهِ اللَّهِ وَجْهِ اللَّهِ الكريم. And the perfection of pleasure the The Ultimate manifestation of pleasure Is in Beholding Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala من uh, Yeah this is different in mind too Ma Hmm. What the hearts find of sadness and depression. Uh, humum is more like anxiousness. Hem is more like something you're anxious about, and and huzn is more like something you're sad about. I don't know if I would use depression for either of them, but I would say more like anxieties and sadnesses, and um. And that usage is intentional Because Hem is usually something that you're concerned about in the future And Huzan is something that you're concerned about about the past Where this translation doesn't necessarily indicate that Translating in this way doesn't really indicate that And that's that's a concept that shows itself in many different places Uh... That many times in the Quran The description of the people of paradise The description of the awliya Is that they are people who they have no khawf They have no fear and they have no sadness And they say that the fear relates to the future And the sadness relates to the past So anyways he's saying that Whatever the hearts experience From the sadness and anxieties Or anxieties and sadness And that is because of their Not witnessing or having vision of him Subhanahu wa ta'ala He says interestingly in the um, In the commentary he brings a really cool Kind of uh, Istishhad Istishhad is a great word in Arabic I'm sure there's an equivalent to English but It escapes me at the moment But istishhad is like When you bring a shahid A shahid would be like You're trying to make a point And you have an evidence to support it But it doesn't really doesn't. It's not the same as bringing an evidence It's bringing um, Like a support A witness to support what you're going to say So he says in this in the commentary He gives the example of uh, what the Prophet ﷺ told Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu In the cave When they were in the cave and Abu Bakr was worried He had hem He had hem about what was going to happen Because they're in the cave And these people are looking for them And they're going to kill them if they find them And so on and so forth in the hijrah And the Prophet ﷺ tells him لا تحزن إن الله معنا إن الله معنا Don't have حزن or don't have concern, don't have sadness Don't be worried about it um, Because Allah is with us So saying, when they have this hem and they have this huzn, Those things that I said about hem and huzn, they're general They're not like, there can be Like not every huzn has to be about the past Not every hem has to be about the future But it's just general things um, If you're wondering about the verse la Don't have sadness Because uh, Allah is with us Allah is with us. So what it, what is the cure that he gave him to get him over that sadness was to remind him of the ma'iyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with them, that, that Allah is with them. Ma'iyyatullah, This ayyan or ayan. It's to have a witnessing of the presence of Allah with the person. And if they're if they're able to really have yaqeen about that, certainty about that, then um, that will help them uh, However He says in the commentary Also a really interesting Extra point Still you might be looking at that And be like Well you know I still feel kind of sad Like you know, I believe that Allah is with me But I still feel kind of sad And Sometimes I'm, I'm worried about this or I'm worried about that So he says in the commentary Something pretty cool He says فَمِنَ قَلْبُهُ بِنُورِ الْمَعْرِفَةِ هَمُّهُ وَتَبَاعَدَ عَنْهُ غَمُّهُ it says the person whose heart is fully illuminated With the light of knowing God Then their anxieties will go away And their concerns will vanish Says but, but as for the one who has not reached this level So maybe we didn't reach that level right Maybe we didn't reach the level that we can just remember that like Abu Bakr and we'll be good. Maybe we have some more challenges there. So for this person who hasn't reached that level, their anxieties and their worries and stuff are actually a means of purifying their heart and and cleansing them of any sins and shortcomings that they have. So purification for them. Um, he says because the anxieties that one has over worldly affairs such as trying to secure their livelihood these are kefarat these are kafarat kefarat is something you do and it eliminates the the bad thing that came before it right so like the person who intentionally has intercourse during the day in Ramadan they have a kefara of 2 months of fasting that's how they make up for that sin or there's other there's a handful of sins that are so serious that they have a kafara an expiation so those 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 concerns that the person goes through and seeking their their worldly livelihood which is totally a fine thing to do right important thing to do then that's a means of expiating their sins and as for the concerns that they have about the hereafter then those are a means of elevating their ranks those are رفع درجات those are elevation of their ranks so you know that's yeah you have those things and they can still be good for us and maybe we know Allah is with us and we're trying and everything else but we're not at a point where they go away they still benefit us they they become a I means they're purifying us they're making us stronger and we're going through that uh, process inshallah this commentary really subhanallah reading through it his pieces are so short but he says some really amazing things One of them is coming up in the next one That I've been thinking about for a couple of days now And I'm like wow this is just an amazing statement uh, So 225 From the perfection of his blessing on you is that he gives you that which suffices is that He gave you that which suffices and prevents, gives you that which suffices and prevents you from that which will cause you to transgress. So from the blessing, from the perfection of His blessings is that He gives you just enough that that it's sufficient for you, but not so much that you'll begin to oppress or transgress or go over the bounds. Okay? So, you know, He might give you like uh, a job that may, gives you enough, doesn't let you go over the top, and um, give you a home that fits you just right. Fits you. You trust in Him, and He gives you exactly what you need. Subhana. The quote that He puts in. The, uh, there's two things that are said in the commentary here. The commentary is only like three lines, and two of them are are golden. first one is فَإِنَّ فِي الْزِّيَارَةِ عَنِ in that in exceeding that which suffices, there's oppression. In exceeding that which suffices, there is oppression or transgression. It's really interesting. You think about the world like it just makes me think of like the story of stuff. If you've never seen it, you can go watch it Storyofstuff.com or .org or something It's really good uh, Really old and really good This was like one of our classic pieces of material when we were in MSA but it's, it's entirely accurate up to today And just worse But it's not updated um, But what happens when people become accustomed To having more than they actually need? When people become accustomed to having more than they actually need And someone else loses It's not just like My wife was telling me I think I mentioned this in one of the classes That Alexandria um, What's her name? Ocasio? Ocasio? Cortez? I don't want to mess up her name Did I mess up her name? Uh, AOC they call her She said that in in America You don't just become. Cu- you don't just become Along the lines of You don't just become a billionaire You oppress someone To become a billionaire Like You don't make a billion dollars You take a billion dollars Right You don't You don't make a billion, billion dollars You take a billion dollars So in Because you've gone way beyond What you need now And then I was seeing Something the other day I saw this little thing about Like the top billionaires in America And how much they've made Since the uh, COVID stuff ha- started oh My god it's insane So and so has made 50 billion dollars So and so has made 30 billion dollars So and so And I don't know which class it was in But I've said this is that These are numbers that we cannot comprehend We cannot actually comprehend the number Like a million seconds Is something like 11-12 minutes You know some, something like in the tens of minutes And a billion seconds is like 30 something years just to give, like, Think about the difference in the magnitude It's insane And these people have made 40 billion dollars Since the whole thing started and they're like so what are we going to do about the economy And the people are going to get evicted from their homes I got a real simple solution for you It's communism They're going to tell me I'm a socialist after that I got a real simple solution for you Whatever you made Since the whole thing started We'll take 2.5% on it <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll go from there. Just just give me two point five percent, and you know we can figure it out. Two point five percent, like two point five percent of the person's fifty billion dollars. I'm just like, what is the, the hundred billion dollars? Two point five percent is what? Two and a half billion dollars. Two and a half billion dollars mean. I have to do the math. It's like $250, two, $2.5 billion. I don't even know if the iPhone's going to let me do it. Okay, that's million. Yeah, it doesn't let me do it. Great. So I'm going to have to do it differently. So instead of dividing it by 300 million, I'm going to have to divide it by... It won't let me do that either because the number is too big. So, I don't know. Forget it. I'm not going to do it right now. I'm <laughs> just curious. you just take the 2.5 billion and it, you put it over 300 million people, how much is each person going to get? I don't know. That should be your stimulus package. Your stimulus package, man. People living on the streets and stuff. It's completely insane. Yeah. <clears throat> I know. It's completely insane. It's insane. Like, I. and then you make excuses like I find myself having to make an excuse about like no I'm not saying we should just bail people out and we shouldn't do this well you know what kind of I am I kind of think I am I kind of think I am there's enough money you should just do it bail all of them out give everyone a decent house let everyone have a piece of land and a goat and if you give them two goats then their goats will give them enough goats in one year to have enough meat for the entire year if you give them some chickens too well chalas kifayad it's done do all this stuff <laughs> Just Give me some goats and a mountaintop And call this thing quits Alright, Bismillah uh, Oh, I didn't say the second good quote In the commentary about this سَلَّ- Which is an amazing statement too It says that um, If the servant Is in a position of sufficiency And from that position of sufficiency, mala ila dunya, they lean towards wanting more from this life, then Allah will remove from their heart the sweetness of zuhd, the sweetness of of simplicity, the sweetness of asceticism. Allah will remove that from their heart because they were in a position where they didn't need any more and they kept wanting more. He takes it out of their heart. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's really amazing statements. 226 لِيَقِلَّ مَا تَفْرَحُ بِي يَقِلَّ مَا So he says Let the things that make you happy be fewer And the things that make you sad will be fewer It's a good principle This is a good principle Let the things that make you happy be fewer And the things that make you sad will be fewer So now he's building on this idea now Of zuhud Of simplicity simplicity, want less minimalism, now it's the popular thing to call it, Would be minimalism right, want less and you will have more actually and need fewer things and there will be fewer things to upset you you know, I was I tried to, this one day I was like, you know, I don't really think we need air conditioning, like let's just we don't need air conditioning you get used to it then you need it then you're not happy when it's hot You can't control yourself anymore <laughs> You know that. i to get more and more extreme Every step will be more extreme than the one before it. But like most of the time when we we're in Egypt We didn't really use that much AC Because we we're on a budget and it's expensive You just get a fan and put it right in front of your face And sit there for the whole day And study and do whatever Like it's just hot, you know In the winter when it was cold We didn't use that much heat Because the heat was too expensive too So like, you know You just put on a bunch of jackets And just wrap your head with a scarf and a beanie and everything else and sleep Southern California the weather is so decent It's not that bad in the end You know But we get so used to these things Although right now it's been so hot I'm not saying 105 We got had, we hit had 105 in Irvine last week or the week before Whenever that was 105 is actually very very hot I went out to pray and I felt like my face was burning off Uh. Anyways Aradta let fewer let the things that make you happy be fewer and the things that make you sad will be fewer okay if you wish not to be abandoned do not seek protection from things that do not last uh, that's an interesting translation It's not what he went with in the commentary here he went with the commentary here That this is a is related to the one before it And it's specifically related to seeking power So Al-Uzl Al-Azl or Al-Uzl Is about being taken out of a position of power And wilaya is about being in power So he's saying If if you don't want to feel the pain Of being removed from a position of power or authority Then don't seek to take over an authority that doesn't last you know, So worldly positions Don't seek them if you get them, you get them. If you don't get them, you don't get them. Like, don't really care about them. But uh, if you seek them, then know that they're going to go away. It's going to go away if you seek something like that. 228, he gives you a technique now. In رَغَّبَتْكَ Bidayatu زَهَّدَتْكَ إِلَيْهَا ظَاهِرٌ Nahaka عَنْهَا بَاطِنٌ If the beginning entices you, the ending repulses you. If the external invites you, the internal bars you so he says, he's basically saying think about these things you find yourself enticed to something ooh it looks like it'll be really good then think about what it's going to end up at think about what it's going to end up at and if it's not a good thing then you're going to recognize that okay I don't actually want to get into that and something might look really good on the outside but think about its inside think about its true reality is it good is it not good because then that will also uh, remind us about how to engage with these things. Uh, and he says, subhanAllah, he quotes this verse in the commentary, it's like such an apt stishhad, again. dunya al-akhirata qarar. Because there's a lot of different verses you could use that start in this way but don't end in this way. So it says this, this worldly life, it's a pleasure and enjoyment. There's a lot of verses that start with that, right? This one ends with something in particular. But as for the Akhirah, it is the abode of permanence. It remains. So the verse is kind of saying like, those pleasures, they're temporary. But there's something else that's permanent. So think about like, okay, it looks good in the beginning, but where is it going to go in the end? What is the reality of it? It's not going to last. Whereas the Akhirah, it lasts. Uh, let's go to 229 That way we can uh, f- Stop at a good spot Insha'Allah إِنَّمَا جَعَلَهَا مَحَلًا لِلْأَغْيَارِ وَمَعَدِنًا لِوُجُودِ الْأَكْدَارِ تَزْهِيدًا لَكَ فِيهَا تَزْهِيدًا لَكَ فِيهَا وجودة فِي That's in the next one Okay Just ignore this part Only focus on this part إِنَّمَا <speaking in Hebrew> Oh, well, that didn't work <laughs> Ignore the big part إِنَّمَا جَعَلَهَا مَحَلًا He has only made the world a place of others Others meaning other than Allah uh, And a mine for troubles أغيار also is not only others It's one translation It can also mean like basically things that are not pure أغيار And a mind for troubles, so that you would not love it. So that you would not love it. He made the world and the nature of the world the way that it is, so that you wouldn't put all your eggs in the basket of this world. He didn't make this life Jannah. Because if He made this life Jannah, then we'd treat it like Jannah. And we'd forget that there's actually Jannah. But he made it the way that it is with the struggles that it has and the ups and downs that it has and everything else so that we would have Zuhd, and and فِيهَا so that we would have zuhud we would have a level of detachment and asceticism when it comes to this life. I'm going to do 230 because it's kind of tied to this and then after that he shifts and we'll finish on that. عَلِمَ أَنَّكَ al mujarrad. فَذَوَّقَكَ He knew that you would not accept mere advice. <laughs> he knew that you would not accept mere advice. So He made you taste its bitter taste to ease your separation from it. He knew, like Allah knew, if, I, if He just told us, alright, this world, it's not what it's all about. There's a next one. So don't get attached to this world. We'd all just get attached to the world. we get attached to the world anyways even with all of its difficulties and hardships and everything else but assuming those things weren't there and he told us that we wouldn't accept it so then what did he do? he made us taste from the challenges of this life and its bitterness so that it's easier for us to not be so attached to it it's easier for us to not be so attached to it because we see what its reality is we see like you know a man go to break up a fight and get shot seven times in his back in front of his children we see that Or we see, like, you know, other things that I probably shouldn't get into, but, you know, political uh, maneuverings that seem to disadvantage certain very historically disadvantaged populations. Or we see people making $50 billion in a pandemic. And we see all of these things. While other people are getting evicted and can't pay their rent and can't feed their kids, and you know, or having to work and put themselves in harm's way to make an income that still won't help them to pay the rent while they have to leave their kids at home watching a TV all day long, you know, and then we're gonna be upset later on because, like, your kid, <laughs> you know, it's just the whole thing is so crazy. But this is. He gave you a taste from this life, that which will make you easy to not be attached to it. That's what he did, Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he, he, in doing so, he turned us towards the hereafter. Allah give tawfiq. I think I'll use this as my bookmark. That's a good one <laughs> from one of my nieces. Is the bookmark. If there's any questions or comments? Adam Sannen. If not, we'll break for um, for Maghreb. Inshallah. Subhanallah. Inshallah. I know. So we're gonna do it next. Taib. Thank you guys always for coming Guys and uh, ladies and gents And uh, thank you to those who Attend with your video on It's always nice to see people's faces While, while we're doing the class And good to see um, People that we haven't seen in so much time and we'll see you all when we see you. As-salamu alaykum wa Thank you guys.